comes up against him. And can I just say right here this morning, church, that he hasn't changed this morning. He's still the same God, the same yesterday. He's still the same this very morning. And he is going to be the same forever, church. And if he was able to handle the adversary way back yonder, church, if he was able to handle the enemy of the Bible and the obstacles that they faced, if he was able to take care of his people, God's people, in days gone by, he's able to take care of every single problem that enters into our lives here this morning, church. So we see that after they have won this battle, the enemy is not going to stay gone long. How many know that? When he comes at you, even when you're victorious, he may back off for just a little while, but before you know it, he's coming back. If you want a victory this morning, this afternoon, sometime today, he's going to keep his eye on you. I promise you that. He's going to keep checking you out so he can come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day because the devil isn't going to leave the people of God alone until this thing is over with. Somebody say it amen. Right here. First Kings chapter number 20. Look at me. Starting at verse number 22. Verse number 22. The Bible says, And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go strengthen thyself and mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. He's going to come back, church. Don't come back. Verse 23. And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, talking about uh, the people of Israel here, their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, down in the valleys, in other words, down in the low places. And, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And do this thing, verse 24, take the kings away, every man out of his place, and put captains in their rooms. And number the army, like the army that thou lost, horse for horse, and chariot for chariot, and we will fight against them in the plain. And surely we shall be stronger than they. The Bible says, and it came to pass, in verse 26, at the return of the year, that Benedict numbered the Syrians and went up to Aphex to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like Notice this. Two little flocks of kids. But the Syrians filled the country. Now look close at verse 28. I'll text right here this morning. And there came a man of God and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The 
but he's not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Would you pray, Lord? We come before you, the throne of grace this morning, Lord, lifting you up and, and giving you praise, honor, and glory. We thank you this morning for another opportunity to join together in your house. And we pray now, Lord, that your spirit would come by this place and move in our hearts and lives. Draw us closer to you to the power of your word. Lord, we'll be forever grateful. We'll thank you. And it's in Jesus' name the church said, Amen and Amen. On their return, church, on this return trip to fight against the people of God, this is what they said. Did you notice that? They bring a word of accusation against our God, the God that we serve this morning. They bring a charge against your God and mine, church, that God that they have is God upon the hills, and that he's God as long as we're looking upon the mountains, when they're way up high in a high place, in other words, oh, he's so breathtaking, and he's grand, amen, he's more than able as long as we're upon the mountain, but if we can get them to dream it, if we can get them down in the low place, and down in the sunken places, church, and get them down in the, the, the bottom place, get them in the valley place, church. He isn't good enough when you get them down there. He isn't God enough. Oh, when you get them down in the low place, he's not strong enough down there. He's not powerful enough down there. He's not awesome enough down there, church, to pull them through to the victory. If we can just get them down in the low places of the valley. So we find them making this accusation against God. Now, let me just say right here, half of what they said is absolutely 100% a totally correct. They're right when they said that he is the God upon the hills, church. He's God of the mountains. We know that to be a fact. And thank God we're serving a God that's on the mountains. They're right. They're right about that. Can I tell you? God is the God of every mountaintop experience of my life. Every hill that I walked upon, God has been right there. When I got shoes on my feet and clothes on my back and threw up in the cabinet's church, roof over my head. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Health up in my body and everything is going good in my life. In the sun, uh, Sister Tiffany is shining outside. That's God, church. Amen. That's the God we're serving this morning. Brother Ray, how do you know that that's God? Because the good book says that every good gift, hallelujah, and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down. Amen. It cometh down from the Father of lights with him. There's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's the word, church. When everything is lovely in my life, I can give God all of the glory. Help me this morning. 
own. It's a good hand of the grace of God in my life and yours. Don't you ever forget that this morning, church. It's not anything about what you've done. It's not about the accomplishments that you have made. Everything that I have, church, can be run down right to the doorstep of heaven this morning. Everything can be traced to those nail-pierced hands and feet of Jesus. It didn't come from anything that I've accomplished in this life, church. It came from him. Amen. Preacher, well, I'm the one that got up every morning, and I'm the one that hauled off to work, and I'm the one that slaved and got up all these things that I've collected in my life. Well, let me just ask you something this morning. Where did that oxygen come from that you're breathing today? Amen. Who gave you the ability to even breathe the breath that you're breathing this morning? Every heartbeat that beats within your chest. Let me tell you, it's the hand of God, church, that makes it beat so that you could go out and make that dollar. I'm telling you, it's God this morning. Oh, but listen, the other half, of this accusation that they made against the Lord is entirely, completely, 100% utterly wrong. It's false, church. The first half of what they said, it was right. He is the God of the hills this morning. He is the God, church, of the mountain. But they said this, he isn't God down in the valley. He's not God down in the low places. He can't do what he did up there down here. Amen. The people that he helped up there, he cannot help them down here in the low place. The victory that he gave to them way up there, he's not able to give them down here in the low places. Did you hear what they said in the word of God? Can I tell you, oh, can I tell you this morning that this part of the accusation is false. It's not true. And let me just say, yes, he's a God of the mountain. But I want every one of us this morning to know that when everything in my life has hit rock bottom, church, listen to me close, when I don't have two pennies to rub together, that's quite often, glory to God. When health has left this old body church, and when I've had to make an unfortunate trip to the hospital, Sister Alicia, and when I've had to go out and visit there at the funeral home, when all of hell, in other words, is camping out around my front door, and everything goes wrong on the job, and everything goes wrong at the house, and everything, Brother Johnny, goes wrong at the church. He's still God. Hallelujah. He doesn't change. He's still God on the throne, church. He's still the great I am this morning. He's still the almighty church. And nothing ever changes about the God that we serve this morning. He's still Lord amongst us, church. He's still a good God. He's still the altogether lovely one. He's still the rose of Sharon this morning. He's still the lily 
of the valleys today. He's still the great a physician among us. He's still the high priest of heaven this morning. He's still the king of kings and the Lord of Lord's church. And whenever this preacher gets done, he's still going to be God. Amen. Well, preacher, where's God at this morning? Hallelujah. He's right down here in the valley among us. He's still God, church. Amen. He's still the same place he was when he was right up in the middle of that mountaintop experience of life. Well, hear me this morning, my brother and my sister. He's still on the throne, and he knows what's going on at all times. He's never in a, a dark place, church. He is God of my valleys this morning. And I'd love to tell you this this morning. I'd love to say that I've always been everything that I ought to be when I'm down in my valleys, in those low places. Amen. I'd love to tell you that. I'd love to tell you that every valley that I've ever gone through, I haven't asked God why. That I haven't pouted Maybe, Sister Lee, just a, a little bit and let my head hang down lower probably than I should have. I can't tell you that. It wouldn't be true. There's been some valleys, church, that I've gone through. I didn't, I did not understand. And I didn't like it when I was there in the middle of it. Oh, but the truth is, church, I've not been everything that I ought to be when I've been down in that low place when I was in the valley. But I want to tell you, he's everything. Paul, oh, help me this morning. He's everything that he ought to be. Amen. He's everything, church, down in that valley that he promised he'd be. He's everything that he said he would be in that low place. I found, church, the lily of the valleys to bloom the brightest, amen, and the best when I was walking down in the low place in the valley. Solomon said, if you look back over in, in chapter 2 and verse 1, uh, that verse, he said he's a lily of the valleys. Go look at it. He didn't say he was a lily of the valley, singular. It would have been good because maybe that would mean we just face it one time and it was over with. Never again. But you go read it. Psalm of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 1. He said he's the lily of the valleys. Plural, meaning I don't have to tell you that more than one. Why does Solomon say he's the lily of the valleys? He's he's plurally lily of the valleys. I'll tell you why. Because he knew this morning, church. He knew that we were going to be going through this more than one time. He knew that we were going to face the valley more than one time in this life, church. He knew, church, that there was going to be more than one dark and lonely valley in our lives that we were going to have to walk through. And he knew that you were going to need a lily in every valley that you were about to face in this life, church. Boy, let me tell you this morning, when Sarah doesn't understand it, Amen. When the congregation doesn't understand it, when my friends, whoo, 
Bible said when they don't understand it this morning, church, I'm glad that I'm walking with a lily down in my mouth. Glory to God this morning. He's not just God on the mountains, church. He's God down in the valleys as well this morning. You might as well say glory unto the Almighty this morning. Praise God. When you look down in the valley, I want you to notice, Greeny, that there's a pint-sized army there. And there's a reason for that. We may not get to it this morning, but you come back tonight and we'll, we'll get to it. In verse 27, the Bible says, And the children of Israel were numbered. They were mustered together, brought together. They were counted, and all were present. And they went against them. And the children of Israel pitched, the Bible said before them, notice this right here, like two little flocks of kids. Uh, from my understanding, that interpretation is goats. <coughs> like two little flocks of goats. Amen. I told you the other night that God doesn't put anything into the Word by accident. The Holy Ghost didn't tend this by accident. But the Syrians, they were just like two little flocks of kids, but the Syrians, the Bible says, filled the country. Notice how I read it. Filled the country. There was a bunch of them. In other words, they, they were surrounding them. Look at the pint-sized army. Right here, and the Bible says that they pitched before them like two little flocks of kids. No one's ever been scared, are you listening to me, of a couple flocks of goats, of little kids, church. That doesn't instill fear into anybody's heart and life. They were, they were just a little small, uh, outmanned, outnumbered little army with, with an enemy that was surrounding them. Not only surrounding them, but I mean surrounding them. They were outnumbered. They looked like two little flocks of kids down in the valley. There's not anybody, as far as I know, maybe a little child, maybe a few people, but most people aren't scared of that. If I said, when you walk out these doors this morning and go out in the parking lot, there's going to be two flocks of little goats out there, Brother Ray. Amen. Uh, load your guns. Uh, uh, grab your children. Uh, get your wife by her arm. Put them behind you. Uh, they're dangerous. They're going to get you. You'd laugh at me. Say amen. You, you would get that. That's crazy. No one's going to be scared of that. And that's what this little pint-sized army looked like. Two little flocks of kids, according to the word of God. But it said their enemy, notice, filled the country. In other words, everywhere they looked, they saw an adversary. When they looked over here, they saw the adversary. When they looked over here on this side, there was the enemy over behind them. The enemy was their church. When they looked this way and they looked that way, you get the point. They saw the enemy there. Had you been where everywhere that you looked in life, 
You saw the enemy staring back at you. You ever been to that place? Come on, I'm going to ask you this morning. You go off to, to the job, and there's the enemy staring at you. You, you go to the church, and there's a you go to the church and there's the enemy. That one person that's always talking about you and always running you down. Even the enemy at the church. Come on now, help me this morning. You go home, church, and, and it seems like there's even more enemies when you get to the house. Everywhere you look, it seems like there's more and more and more enemies around you. Problem after problem, burden after burden, enemy after enemy church and what's going on here here is a pint-sized army that's what he said it kind of reminds you of the church you say preacher what in the world are you talking about this morning where did you come up with that oh yeah i, I thought we were mighty well we are mighty but we're mighty brother frank through him we're mighty through christ but the way the world looks at it, church, the way the world sees it, we don't look like much. Come on. That's the way the world looks at it. In the, in the Bible, it says we're just two little flocks of kids. We're, we're the sheep of his pasture. And the truth is, when the world goes by out here, and we're gathered together here maybe on a Wednesday night church. And they look and they see those few little cars out there in the parking lot. They say, what in the world is wrong with that bunch? Why are they gathered up in the church house on a Wednesday night? That bunch of folks, they're crazy. They think we're crazy. Don't you know that? The world thinks we're crazy. Just in case you hadn't seen the news lately, we're outnumbered church. We're out. Amen. They look down their noses at us as far as our moral issues go and our social issues, even the political issues, church. And I could stay right here and I could camp out in these things right here for the rest of this service and tonight, but we're not. We are a minority church today, whether you know it or not. I'm telling you, the size of the army is pint-sized small this morning. 